I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, you guys, it's now 9 a.m. Thursday, Harrison Ford's Star Wars fan event day, and I am waiting for an Uber. I stayed over at Angus's house. I hope you enjoyed our rambling, slightly intoxicated chat. Um, maybe we should do more of that. If you want to hear me and Angus just wither on more, let us know. If that's something you're keen for. And I'm now waiting for my Uber and I'm going to Studio 10 at Channel 10 in uh, wherever they are, Darling Harbour or somewhere. And I'm going to meet BB-8 backstage. He's appearing on the show and they said come down and meet BB-8. So um, very exciting to meet the actual BB-8. Thrilling. <laughs> All right, you guys, it is... What time is it? What time is it? It is 12.16, and I was just at Studio 10. I don't record my segment till tomorrow, but I had to go there to meet BB-8. And uh, if you check the social medias, I am... uh, Hugging him rather intensely with a giant grin, and I am sitting on the iconic stairs of the Sydney Opera House. It is a sunny, overcast day, if you can uh, take that in. And I'm here with Steel Wars listener James, because I've uh, hooked him up some of the uh, tickets, because I got I got the sweet Mickey Mouse flowed me a ticket, so I... Uh, passed on my tickets to uh, Steel Wars listeners. How are you doing, James? I'm very good, thanks, man. How are you? I'm good. Describe the scene to us. What are we, what are we, what are we seeing here? We're seeing a lot of dudes setting things up at the moment. There's not a lot of action, to be honest. Uh, we've got the big stage with a big comfy leather chair for Mr. Harrison. There's some trucks. Yeah, so we've got like sort of like a rock stage with, uh, instead of saying Big Day Out on the top, they've got Star Wars The Force Awakens. There's a a big sort of digital screen that's going to, I guess, project what those guys are, like a sort of wrestling giant screen. And then there's like a lot of uh, corporate partners have got little festival booths. There's going to be uh, like, I don't know, you can do virtual reality things. It's a little Star Wars festival here. That's it. Yeah, it looks like you can meet uh, Kylo Ren and BB-8 and Raya sitting over there. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Glenn, how are you? Glenn, how are you doing? <laughs> there you go, Glenn. Live. Grab on the mic. Hey, on, buddy. How you doing, Glenn? How you doing? Good man. What's in the poster? You got a poster too? Yeah, it's a one sheet official episode seven poster. Hoping to get a uh, scribble. Yep. Maybe you can get BB8 to roll over it. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no rolling. No. Are you pumped? I'm a bit excited. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, man. It's. I can't wait, eh? Just to see him in person, uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah he's fun. So, yeah. Well, it's old hat for me, you know, but it is, yeah, it's inc- like I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like so busy that I, I don't even have time to brace myself for like the emotional impact of seeing okay. him. So it's, it's really cool. But, um, yeah, good to see you, man. Yeah, man. Good. All right. Go back to, uh, we've got, this is, this is just a jamboree. I've only got two mics, but, uh, cheers. Thanks so much. Bye Glenn. 
Yeah, so I am off to now to do a Steel Wars interview, a full episode with Lee Sales from 7.30 on ABC. She's a... Uh, a very respected journalist, but also a Star Wars fan that just interviewed Harrison Ford, which is exciting. So, that's going to be cool. And then... Is she a Star Wars fan? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Because I'd been in contact with her before she interviewed Harrison Ford. Right. Yeah. So, it was like something that we'd been working on uh, to coordinate. And then she sort of said, well, now's the good time to do it. So, um, Excellent. I'm going up to the ABC now to do it. So, I think she interviewed uh, our Prime Minister the night before, <laughs> Han Solo the next. I wonder which was the uh, more fun day at the office. But then I'm going to a eight-minute IMAX preview of The Force Awakens and that I'll be... I have to sign a very strict uh, non-disclosure agreement that I am allowed to talk about the emotions that I feel. <laughs> and I'll be doing that tomorrow morning on Studio 10 live at 9.45. And, and as I was saying before, the... Um, the listenership has mixed feelings about me seeing this eight-minute preview. Yeah, it kind of seems like you're spoiling a good portion of the film. I'm sure it is going to be a good portion, <laughs> but it's only... It's not even 10% of the film, so... I, I guess, I, but what if it's like a Luke 10%? No, what if no, they stuff up? There's no way. <laughs> there's no way. God, we've got the devil's advocate here today. <laughs> but it's also... Uh, a good chance to get some press for the podcast on national television. So very true, very true. So yeah, I uh, I, I did think about. I, I definitely weighed up what was the right thing to do, and I think um, the right thing to do is let me sneak in in your backpack. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's coming up. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's insane. This is like. I, I get married uh, Saturday week after The Force Awakens, and this is just such a perfectly timed childhood Bucks weekend or Bucks week for me. Of just, uh, I don't know. I, after this, do I have to be a man after this? Is that what's going on? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I think life's, for one way or another, going to go pretty downhill, to be honest. Really? <laughs> That's what I've heard. No, I'm going to have a hot wife and a, <laughs> and a Star Wars film every year. Isn't that's true. That's true. It's so amazing. <laughs> um, well, thanks for uh, meeting up and thanks for uh, helping out uh, getting the tickets to everyone else. No, that thank you cool. for giving us the tickets. My pleasure. And uh, hopefully we can get rid of this last free one. Unfortunately, the podcast is going to come out. After today. Yeah, that's very hard. That's very hard. <laughs> so if anyone's listening and has a time machine, come meet us at the Opera House. We've got a ticket for you. <laughs> well, we had it. Someone, yeah, someone uh, dipped out. But we'll, yeah. I'm sure we'll find someone I'm sure. that uh, is out the front with tickets, please. And we can make someone's day, which will be awesome. Mm-hmm. See you in a couple hours, mate. See you, man. Have a good time. All right, you guys. It is 3.04. I just did a Steel Wars with Lee Sales. Uh came back to the Opera House to get my press pass, which is very exciting. Thank you, good people of Disney. And now I'm off to IMAX to see eight minutes of the film. What a crazy day. It's insane. Like we're at the Opera House now. Uh, it's beautiful, sunny day, and there's giant Star Wars banners up, and they've got a, a stage set up on the uh, in front of the Opera House steps. And there's a huge line of Star Wars fans waiting to go in, many of whom are in Steel Wars t-shirts, which is very flattering. Thanks, guys. Thanks for representing. 
and uh, sorry it's a bit windy, but uh, let's uh, get in this Uber, head to IMAX. Yes. It's 3.45, we're at IMAX, I'm checking in this recorder now, so I can't record inside, I'm pumped, I'll see you on the other side. Alright you guys, it is almost 5 o'clock, we have just seen 8 minutes, 8 minutes at IMAX of The Force Awakens, and you know, that's the best day ever, but wait... Harrison Ford comes out at the end to thank us for coming and begs us to keep it a secret. And I, sorry Harrison, but what happened was, no, I'm not going to do it, you guys. <laughs> and amazingly, we are in a cab going to the Opera House with Beck and Jess that we met yesterday. How are you doing, guys? Absolutely amazing. Very, very excited and also stinking hot. <laughs> <laughs> it is and we're also with my sometime show business boss from Studio 10, Rob McKnight. How are you doing, Rob? The circle of Studio 10 and Star Wars continues still. <laughs> um, as bizarre as that is. What did you think? I'm numb. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, oh my God. The, the effects, they just felt so real, right? You know, and just seeing those moments that we saw that we can't talk about, it was, oh my, it, there were um, OMG moments, right? There was just, like, these things that you'd never seen before and never thought of, but you're like, oh, that's so Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like, the thing in the thing. (laughs) And then the thing happened? Oh, my God. (laughs) did the thing. The thing that was thinging in the thing. I reckon we can say we saw BB-8 in action, right? I'm saying it. It was... (laughs) Take that, Harrison Ford! (laughs) He broke the deal! deal. Well, we know BB-8's in the mood, but just seeing him in action, that was really cool. It felt so real, right? And seeing him do things that we didn't know he could do. Yeah, yeah, actually, there were some very cool elements to him. Seeing a few things that we didn't know a few people couldn't do. I was a bit shocked by someone's stuff that they did. (laughs) (laughs) This is the weirdest conversation ever. Ford makes you make a deal. You end up talking in strange innuendos. But the score, guys, did you guys listen to the score during it? Like, it just blended so naturally. John Williams just owns my soul. Like, and it was so good. There's no one better. There's no one better yeah. than him. Um, could you hear the score next to me? <laughs> I, I tell you what, the, the, I thought, I was sitting with Steel, and the moment, um, I mean, God, the trailer, they played the trailer on the big screen, which was amazing to see on IMAX, but still starts going nuts at that point and I'm thinking oh gee I'm not going to hear a damn thing of this even with the Dolby surround sound <laughs> it was I yeah I did hear myself a few times rather he calmed it down and you st- he sat forward he was on the he was literally on the edge of his seat watching it <laughs> it, it was I I honestly like I was I I think I'd go in a like a circle of Gasp, cry, laugh, gasp, cry, laugh. Because it was it was funny. There were gr- there were great moments. That in that that nine minutes, it, d- it did not seem like nine minutes. It felt like like two or three minutes, right? And you did. You laughed. You you were there was action scenes. You there was story in there. It was absolutely amazing. I, I'm I I, I want to talk about it. I want to describe every bloody detail from the taxi. Just tell everyone in the street. Go see Star Wars. Go see Star Wars! <laughs> Surely Twitter's a bit more effective. 
the bus. I could just let them all know right now that we made a deal with Harrison Ford and you've got to go see Star Wars. It was... Oh, my God. And when they found the thing and then thinged in it. When they found the thing, amazing moment. That is an oh-my-God moment. I may have stood up when they found the thing. (laughs) Jump out of your seat when they found the thing and revealed the thing and you saw the thing. And... The thing. It's just the thing. <laughs> oh my god. It was guys, Star Wars is a back. It's yeah. back big time. It is um that was it was it was it was incredible and it was so weird just to be yeah. transported back to it and it was weird to be dropped in, in the middle of the film. Um yeah. I think Do you wanna know when that bit actually happens? Oh it's gotta be up up, up front. It's, it's in the first twenty minutes of the film, yeah. Yeah. So um and then they said one thing and that made me just weep just at the mere mention of that thing. Now I want to know what the thing uh, is. What, what are you talking <laughs> what about? What are you talking about? What thing is the thing? The thing that the thing had the thing. Oh, yeah, to lead to the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that bit. You might have to miss the blanket. That bit had me. <laughs> <laughs> so there, was, there was the thing that has the thing that leads to the thing. The problem is I don't know the first thing you're starting with, so that doesn't help me with the second thing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're now playing charades in the back of the car. <laughs> to, lead, to lead to the thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that moment. When they mentioned the thing, <laughs> I was just like, that it, That made it so Star Wars for me. Yeah, and yeah. the response to it, like when they mentioned the thing. Oh, the, the response. Reaction, the next character's reaction, like my jaw nearly hit the floor. I was like... So when when JJ was talking about the the future of the past, this Star Wars that we're in, that just brought it all home. When that reaction happened and my jaw hit the floor, I was like, "This is it. We're back and we're in a new Star Wars." And oh my god, guys, like it's going to be amazing. I'm sure a lot of the listeners just then, when you mentioned JJ, it's like finally someone is named in this podcast. <laughs> thing, the thing, that person, the thing, the thing that he's okay. Clapper born. Oh my god. Well, I am. Absolutely throthing. We are almost at the Opera House for the big fan event. And um, Harrison Ford's going to make another appearance. And it is, like, down there, the scene with all the booze and the big stage, it it does seem like a a big day out for Star Wars fans. And Harrison Ford is headlining. Why have they done this in Australia? Because they actually, you know, they brought Harrison out. We do deserve it, but... It, it seems quite bizarre to me that they brought Harrison out. They've actually putting on these fan events. Well, everyone's everywhere. Yeah, so, the so the Japan is happening at the moment. So Japan has JJ, um, Daisy. Oh my god, I'm naming people. Daisy, uh, John, and so we, we Adam. Got the, we got the best deal. Got, yeah. So it only would have been better if they had Carrie as well. But you know, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You would lose your shit. (laughs) Like, you would probably collapse, and I would have to find someone to perform CPR. Putting Harrison and Carrie Carrie together near me is just like a dangerous idea. Yes, well, I must have. When they kissed at Comic Con. Oh, man. You should have seen her her reaction to that kiss at Comic Con. I just got this jumbled series of letters. Like, what's going on? Because I was watching it live, and yeah, lots of keyboard mashing and screaming, because I'm I'm not going to lie. I think those two a really good pair. Well, I was watching it live from 10 rows back. Oh, my God. I would have been screaming and weeping, so... Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. No, no, I did not. (laughs) I can assure you I did not. But we're almost at the Opera House. What an amazing experience. Um, I'm putting it out there, you guys. Go see the thing. Well, you're seeing the thing. (laughs) But this could be up there. 
this that was uh you know it was only eight minutes it seemed like three people were concerned about you seeing this nine minutes will it affect the way you view the film when you see it no especially if it's in the first segment um it might it might help me like like training, do you know what I mean? Like you know, you do a marathon and you do a lot of oh, running before. Seeing a, li- seeing a little bit before you go in for the main event. Yeah, because I was actually you know when we were walking in yeah. and my body started to feel weird, and I was I, I was worried just quietly. <laughs> what, what, what was going to happen? How how many was there going to be a gush of fluid? Oh man, <laughs> it was. Oh man, it was. Because now, now I've kind of got the heart palpitations. I know my heart can handle it. So now I can go in and see the movie and not drop dead. So yeah. well, that's, that's, that, that would be good. Yeah, I agree with the training thing, though, because I always felt like I wasn't ready. Like, I'm not... I've never actually been around for a Star Wars opening. I was really young when Episode 3 came out and I wasn't allowed to see it at midnight. Oh this God. is my first midnight premiere. So I'm not sure if I was ready. But this, I'm bringing on JJ. I'm so ready. So ready. <laughs> Incredible. Well, we're around the corner from the Opera House. <laughs> I have a, a grin that is unwipable from my face. Incredible times. Incredible times. I, uh, I, it's, uh, it could be quite a segment tomorrow on Studio 10. I think it'll be a fabulous segment tomorrow on Studio 10 because Studio 10 is fabulous every day. <laughs> <laughs> I like all fabulous. Subtle product placement we've got going there on. We've got the thing all fabulous oh all God. the time. And now over to you, Jono. <laughs> <laughs> hey! All right, we'll see you in a bit, you guys. Awesome. You, we're in for a treat. So good. All right, guys, we are at the event. I'm on the wearing carpet with all the other proper reporters um, getting ready to hopefully ask a few questions for Studio 10. Um, yeah, it's, it's so weird not to know whether you're going to and then thinking about what happened if you did. So, uh, tremendously exciting. Wish us luck. Let's hope it's the will of the force. How are you, Mr. Ford? The cynicism that Han Solo had about the force seems to have paralleled your standoffish to Star Wars. Like, Harrison the man has embraced the fun of being in Star Wars and Han Solo has embraced the force. What's changed for you and the character during the last 30 years? Well, I think, you know, the, the, the suggestion that I was tired of playing the character is a... Is a is a bit out of context the way it's been uh, uh, mentioned now. Um, I just thought that the best thing I could do at the end of the three films that we made at the beginning was die because I didn't think there'd be any potential further use for the character. I was wrong. Now, it's set up a debate between me and my future wife. We're getting married next Saturday. Inside our rings. Yeah. Thank you very much. We're having your famous quote from Empire Strikes Back. I love you. And on the other ring, I know. I love you. I know. Who should I have I love you and who should have I know? Settle this debate now. This is a crucial time in my life. Let me tell you, pal. I've been married a long time. And you should have the one that says, I love you. And she should have the one that says, I know. Thank you, sir. Incredible. Um, <laughs> um, um, a very... Sur- 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Real moment to be, um, uh, yeah, so this is just after the interview and um, a very surreal moment to look in the eyes of Harrison Ford and have him talk to me and he actually laughed at my have you seen him Luke Skywalker t-shirt uh, I think that's indeed him to me he sort of looked down before I started talking to him and had a bit of a chuckle so um, hands all approved t-shirt um, but I'm grinning from ear to ear um, it's been a big year of working on the podcast and that was pay dirt. Amazing. Um, I'm just staggered. And now he's just signing autographs and looking handsome. But um, incredible. Incredible scenes. Uh, just tremendous. And Jackie's just WhatsApped me saying that she's crying. So uh, that's pretty nice. Getting a bit choked up because of my fiance. So, um, but she's flattering my bat, flattering my battery with all these messages. I'm one one percent incredible. All right, let's. Uh, we might need a few drinks. <laughs> hey, you guys! What a day! What an amazing day! Um, incredible. Very. Um, very cool. I hooked up with the uh, previous guests, Hugh Fleming and Jamie McCartney. Of course, uh, Hugh Fleming of Star Wars Rocks poster painting fame, who was mentioned in Rolling Stone by, uh, by poster anyway, that uh, Carrie Fisher has that poster up in her spare room of Princess Leia leading a rock band. So that's pretty cool for Hugh. Um, but yeah, an amazing day. Um, Definitely, a, yeah, a dream day. Eight minutes of an amazing film. Uh, doing uh, you know a bunch of Star Wars work for Studio Ten, and uh, getting to have a quick chat with Harrison Ford and get some sweet, sweet wedding advice. And and just seeing so many listeners at, at the event and seeing so many people, like families, having fun with Star Wars and stuff. Um, it's really cool. It's cool to see happy people. It's cool to have enthusiastic people, no matter what you're into, as long as it's, um, you know, it's a positive thing. So uh, I'm going to hit the hay. I've got to wake up and um, go down to the IMAX theater for a live cross with Studio 10 to top and tail the segment uh, in the morning, which hopefully edits up well and show business is happy with me. <laughs> That'd be good great day never forget it may that force be with you well 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 what a insane day in the life of a little old star wars fan steel saunders 
I hope you had fun on uh, that one. It was it was tremendous. It was uh, it was super super cool. If you want to see videos of the uh, the spot I did for Studio Ten and the interview of Harrison Ford and also a video reaction to seeing the IMAX preview, that is all up on SteelWars.com and the Facebook page. And make sure you're on the Facebook page. It's uh, Steel Wars on Facebook, uh, at Steel Wars on Twitter and Instagram. And this close to The Force Awakens, it would be great if you helped pod it forward. Of course, Thursday morning, Australian time, we will have up our huge year and a half in the making. We've been planning this reaction podcast that will start at about 2.45am directly after the movie with about 300 screaming fans, Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini are coming over from LA from the Comedy Film Nerds. We'll have a bunch of previous guests and it's going to be one of the most unique podcasting experiences ever. It's going to be great. So uh, make sure you, you help us out, please. I don't think a lot of you guys realize the power you have to help us out. Uh, give us a retweet on Twitter, share the status on Facebook, and uh, maybe give us a regram on Instagram. If you're on a, a Facebook group about Star Wars or a forum somewhere, give the show a mention. Say that you're enjoying it. You get an extra person in, man, you've done me a huge favor, and I really appreciate it. And we would love to make this reaction podcast that goes up this Thursday, a the highest downloaded podcast that we've ever done. It's going to be, I, I, I cannot wait. And, and keep going past the Facebook, we're posting heaps of fun stuff. And don't forget, we have got the very, very sweet iPad iPhone app. It is the best way to listen to the podcast. The interface is just, it's amazing. You can stream, you can download. It is, it is fantastic. So it is free on the iTunes store or you can just go to steelwars.com forward slash app. And you guys, as a special little bonus care of Tom Kompanoggi from the Huffington Post AU, who, by the way, has just had his surname pronounced awfully poorly and has also been doing some fantastic Star Wars work on the HuffingtonPost.com.au. So check out some of the stories he's been filing. It's uh, He's actually been doing some really, really cool work. But care of him, we've got the full interview on stage with Jay Lagaya, uh, Captain Typho from Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, interviewing Harrison Ford on stage. So for a little bonus, we've got that full interview. Thank you so much, Tom. I look forward to having you on the show soon. Guys, this is the week. This is what we've been waiting for. Enjoy it. May the force be with you. I feel like I should be standing. Well, if you would like to stand, then please do so. Uh, Are you impressed with our... uh, our gathering here. They all came out to say hello to you. Lovely. Thank you all for showing up. Appreciate it. You've had such a, a, a busy week, uh, but I was told that you went cycling. Is it something that you do, you know, uh, for pleasure or just to keep that buff figure of yours? 
Well, it's fun. I, I, I enjoy cycling. And after a long airplane ride, it helped to get the kinks out. And it was a lovely ride. This is the second time you've come to Australia? I think third. Third time? Yeah, I think so. Just now, after obviously we have to ask you these questions, but after 30 years, would, did you think that you'd be making another Star Wars movie? No. No, there was no reason to believe there would be another one after the three we did. Uh, um, never anticipated coming back 30 years later to do another. So my, my next question has to be, why did you? Was it, was it because you needed the money? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, that would have been my answer. <laughs> No, I was glad to come back. I saw the, you know, the script, and I thought the script was good. And J.J. Abrams is a director that I have long admired and known. I did a movie with him about 25 years ago. And I was convinced that there was a, an audience for it. And here they are. So I'm, I was glad to come back. Are you amazed that, that you can go anywhere in this world and say Star Wars and people know what it is and who's in it? Yes, I am. It's fantastic. I mean, it, it, has, it has sort of transcended national borders and cultures, and I'm gratified for that. It, it, is, a, it is a universal kind of story. Now, your character seems to be locked in time. I mean, everybody loves... Han Solo, what do you think the appeal has been over this, these many years? Well, you know, I think it's different in each film. I think the bit of story that, that, that he's involved with sort of represents, in the first film at least, the audience's point of view. They've just, you know, they're a little skeptical about the force and all, and, and all of the mystical elements and the mythology of it all. And, uh, and Han Solo... I think represents the audience's uh, uh, distance from all that until they see it develop and play out. And as you might notice from the trailers, in the passage of 30 years, Han Solo has come to understand some something more about the nature of the Force uh, than he did in the in the first film. So I think you know he there's a lot of uh, reasons why it. It might uh, be interesting to people to, 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 to follow the console uh, character, but, but he's only part of a very big uh, uh, family of characters that, that go together to make the whole thing work. Now, as a professional pilot, did you bring any of that to make up? Because I, I know working on a set, you have to make up stuff and you either make up stuff that makes no sense whatsoever, or you sit in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and go, well, if I had a throttle, it would be here, so I'm just going to do this and I'm going to pretend to do that. Or was it all just, just throw it up in the air and see what comes down? No, you fell into a pattern. You want to manipulate some controls where the audience can see them. You don't want to, where the camera can see it. You don't want to do it all. You don't? Excuse me. Right. You want to do it all in your lap. So... You know, there's, there's a logic to it, and it worked, I thought. Did it work? 
Are you amazed that people are actually trying to create these huge machines now, just replicas of them? Uh, you mean the Millennium Falcon? All of the, you know, all of the toys that, or all of the uh, the spacecrafts that are coming out. I think it's fantastic. It's great. It's fun to put this stuff together. What was it like getting the old team back together again? It was an absolute pleasure. I hadn't seen that much of Mark and Carrie and and a lot of the crew, uh, but it was a pleasure to be back and, and to be involved together again. Now, you don't need to be here. Why do you oh. do these things? No, no, no. Please. <laughs> and there goes my career. So, like... You don't need to be here. Why, why do you come and do these things? I mean, we are the Tatooine of the world, really, on the other <laughs> side. But we are so grateful for, to all. have you here. Well, you know, uh, listen, I, I, I love this place. I wish I had more time to, 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 to see more of it and spend some time. Uh, but it's also an important um, film uh, uh, going public and uh, and it's important to the success of the film to get out there and beat the drum and meet meet folks and talk about the movie so I'm glad to do that and in keeping in that vein have you ever had any and I use the word interesting for other reasons requests from fans out there what's the most interesting request you've ever had uh... <laughs> I, you know, I, I, it. Nothing bizarre really has ever happened. Right. People are very generous. They're very uh, good-natured. I'm happy to say hello and, and meet them. And I, I haven't had anything weird happen yet. You're still in Sydney. You were yeah. still here too, by the way. Okay. <laughs> My question to you, I suppose, is that that. What do you think the Star Wars message is? As far as, I mean, is it about, is it generational? Is that the reason why it's lasted so long? You know, I, a lot has been written and, and people have spent a lot of time trying to figure out or, or trying to explain the attraction of these stories. And I think basically it's the it's this, it's stories about growing up, independence, responsibility, uh, loyalty, uh, doing the right thing—it's—it's a—it's a hero's journey, and um, and it's—it's it's also a context where the inspired imagination of George Lucas brings you to places that you might not have imagined on your own. You have experiences you have never would have imagined. And uh, it's a really satisfying movie experience. Do you find, look, as a father myself and as a father yourself, do you find that it is gratifying to actually to be able to do a movie that you can take your family along to? Obviously, you know, we've got lots of family here. I have mine as well. Yeah, I think that's one of the, one of the real attractions to it is that it's one of the reasons for its continued um, uh, uh, popularity is that these are family films and they have been passed on uh, from uh, fathers and mothers to their children and passed on again. 
And uh, I think I've seen, this is the, maybe the third generation of, uh, of uh, film goers that have been introduced to these films uh, through their families. What's your next project? Uh, Apart from rest and relaxation. No, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to doing... Um, <laughs> They're all wanting Blade Runner. Well, it is Blade Runner. I, I'm planning to... <laughs> We've got a really good script and a good story, good director, um, and a wonderful cast for another continuation of the of the story uh, surrounding uh, Blade Runner and uh, I start that in fall of next year I have a question that I have to ask you Han Solo and Indiana Jones if those two had a stand-up comedia comical set who would win Comical set? Yes, you know, if they had to do stand-up comedy. Because they're both larrikins in their own right. Larrikins. I could just... That's not the fireworks. That is my career just blowing up right now. No, no. Actually, look that word up today. On, I googled it because I heard somebody uh, talking about a famous footballer. His wife, his, his uh, widow, described him as a larrikin. So I looked it up. So I know what you mean. There are a couple of larrikins. Uh, if it was a joke off between them. <laughs> yeah. I think it would depend on the crowd. Right. Yeah. This crowd would eat up anything. Yeah. Do you consider yourself an action hero? No. No, I consider myself an assistant storyteller. Whatever the story, I'm, uh, I'm pleased to have the job. And what draws you to a good script? Is it, uh, is it the location? Is it the story? Is it uh, how your character is portrayed? It's my, it's my uh, guess as to what um, might attract and serve and excite an audience. Because there's no story without an audience. And you are the people that I work for. Look, we could have you out here all evening, but I know that you've been, you've been on the road all day and probably the last couple of days. My last question is, what do our fans out here have to look forward to in The Force Awakens? Apart from no spoilers. No, I, I, you know what? It's a really good ride. And there's some real substantial emotional exercise involved, and I think uh, you put those two together, and you've got a you've got a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, he's been a real pleasure. Give him a big round of applause, Mr. Harrison Ford. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Jim. Thank you, sir. Well done, sir. <laughs> could I please take a big? We got great, a great big selfie if you could. We're going to turn right around here. Just if you stand right here, sir. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.